This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I mean, this team certainly, you know, wants to to be great, and it's going to start September 3rd. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O and Aaron out this week in for them and with me is J-Rod Jim Rodriguez. A lot to get to today, including Nick Ashew. Next hour for a full hour, we'll join us to talk some NBA futures, NFL, college, all that. But we got to start talking some college football today. It starts tonight. It's week one. We've got some games. Joining us right now to talk about them, Brett Ciancia, Pick 6 Previews Magazine, Pick6Previews.com. He joins us to chat about some college football. All right, let's just start with tonight. we got a couple games on, on the radar, Brett, that we are paying attention to, and we're interested in Penn State at Purdue. West Virginia at Pitt. Anything particular like in either of those games tonight? My eyes are, are moving towards the underdogs and be getting the points of these games. Where, where do you? What do you like tonight? Hey guys, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a great day in college football. The kickoff day. We, we wait nine months for this day, and uh, really excited for this slate. And and yeah, you're right. It's getting started in the Keystone State, my home state, where I'm based out of Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, the backyard brawl is back with West Virginia and Pitt after a ten year hiatus. Great to see these two bitter rivals back at it. And then a big Big Ten opener with Pitt, uh, Penn State heading to West Lafayette. But uh, I disagree with you there. I'm actually going b- with both of the favorites, both the Pennsylvania teams. Um, I think the Penn State, their strength is their secondary, and that doesn't bode well for Purdue, a very one-dimensional offense, pass-heavy. Uh, I like Penn State's roster talent and the defense. And then with West Virginia and Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh's a more complete team. They're, they're defending ACC champions. They graded really well in my metrics last year, returned nine starters on offense. A lot to like uh, against a West Virginia team that's really rebuilding. Hey, Brett, Jim Rodriguez here. You know, it, it seems like every year, you know, we it's the usual suspects for the playoff. And it's kind of similar. You know, we know we figure Alabama, Ohio State. Um, that fourth team is always a, a, an invitation. You know, they open the door and, hey, it's Cincinnati, it's Notre Dame. Who is the fourth team, do you think, that comes out? And, and makes that playoff. Is it out of the Big 12 this year? Because we, you know, it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of uh, attraction for an Oklahoma. Who do you see as that fourth team? Yeah, and uh, in my preseason book, Pick Six Previews, it was pretty difficult to find a fourth team this year. I mean, you had the the three obvious chalk picks with Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. They're just superpower rosters. Uh, for that fourth spot, you had to look at who's the most likely undefeated or one loss champ from the other three Power Five leagues. That being the ACC the Big 12, the Pac-12. I actually went with the Pac-12 with Utah. Uh, this is a team that is coming off a Rose Bowl appearance, finally broke through and won the Pac-12. Uh, a lot of that, a lot of the talent on offense is back. Cam Rising, a quarterback, was a program changer. Uh, you know, great running backs, big offensive line. Everything you'd want in an offense is there. Great coordinators on defense with uh, Morgan Scally. He reloads every year. 
and just a more so a, a more manageable slate, uh, a more manageable path to the playoff than you find from a really wide open Big 12. You could argue Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State out there, even a Texas uh, if everything clicks. Um, and then the ACC was also crowded at the top with NC State, Clemson, maybe Miami. So yeah, I think that Utah has the most direct path. Brett, I, a couple teams in college football this year. I just don't know what to expect. A lot of change, but you know, some continuity at least with the coaching staff in at least one place. Oklahoma State. They lost the most on defense uh, in the Big Twelve, but they're still near the favorites. I find the Big Twelve really wide open. Let's talk about Oklahoma State. How are you playing them this year? Do you expect big things? Maybe a little step back. What's your thoughts on the Cowboys this season? Yeah, I'm a little bit bearish on Oklahoma State. I have them fourth in the Big Twelve overall. Um, you know, in a, in a crowded conference, a crowded top half, you look at some returning production numbers. Oklahoma State's defense is all gone. They're the lowest returning production in America on defense. Not only that, they lose their ace coordinator, Jim Knowles, who, you know, he, t- he took over an Oklahoma State defense four years ago that was one of the worst in the country. They were constantly in shootouts every week, and he uh, took him a couple years, but turned into a top five unit. Now he's gone to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, they're left to rebuild on defense. So solid team on offense, and overall, Mike Gundy's he produces winning teams, but I think they're more in the seven or eight win range uh, instead of contending for a Big 12 title. Brett, I'm in Miami, so this so we are you know trying to drink the 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 Mario Cristobal uh, Kool Aid down here. That Miami's back. Here we go. The ACC is it, has Clemson come back, and is there a sexy team uh, out of the ACC that could that could make some hay this year? Yeah, well, first with Clemson being back, I don't think they're back to playoff caliber, actually. And, and all the other preseason books have them placed fourth in the bracket in the playoff. I'm going against the grain here. I mean, I love their defense, of course. Defensive line is elite. But on offense, I just can't get past it. They were the worst in the ACC in all my metrics last year. Um, and I'll see an overnight fix. I think Cade Klubnik will eventually take over. But uh, out of the gates, it's DJU again. I, I watched the spring game. He was still overthrowing guys and skipping them in the dirt. So I think Clemson's a very one-dimensional team, and I don't see them contending for the playoff. Uh, in terms of a sexy team, I'll give you two. One is your team you just mentioned there with Miami, the way that Mario Cristobal came in and really revamped the whole program overnight. You know, they finally got that financial commitment. The recruiting staff is being built out, brought in five starting Power 5 defenders, uh, a lot to like. And then uh, the other one I have with the Atlantic, NC State. This is a team that came into the season plus 900 to win the ACC. I picked them to do just that. Uh, it's a pretty good payout if it happens. Uh, there's a lot to like on defense, very veteran. They were top 10 uh, metrics last year on defense, and they bring everyone back. So I really like NC State. Dead Larry, the trigger man, a quarterback, 30 touchdowns last year. So those are my two to, to win their divisions. We're talking to Brett Cianci at Pick 6 Previews here. College football week one starts tonight with a, with a couple of really interesting games. And, Brett, you talk about sexy teams, interesting teams, polarizing teams. USC fits the bill for all of those and they could end up as the team that we're talking about in late November, or this could take a little while. Your perspective on USC first year of Lincoln Riley. I, I, people are expecting a lot. You look at their odds to win the national title. It's not that far down from the top teams. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, could Lincoln Riley have a minute to get this thing up and running? How good do you think they'll be this year? Yeah. It's interesting when you see those odds come out and um, you know, they're the, the odds favorite to win the Pac-12 straight up. And I, I just don't buy it. So, um, you know, the traditional logic is that a new head coach, it takes two or three years to get his guys in there, revamp the program. That's old logic. Uh, he's proven you can go do it overnight now with this transfer portal. The thing is, though, is that, yeah, they added great pieces of quarterback and receiver and running back to skill positions. 
But uh, they've always had that, in my opinion. USC has always had skill talent. It's been about blocking and tackling, and I don't know that that's been fixed overnight. I don't trust the defensive coordinator, Alex Grinza, as, as much as I do his counterparts in the Pac-12. And, um, yeah, so I'm selling USC there. I don't, think they're the, 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 I don't think they should be the favorites to win it. I had them third in the Pac-12, and I uh, went with Utah, who's second in the Vegas odds to win the Pac-12. I'm calling for them. Yeah, and for the Utes, it all starts this weekend uh, in the swamp, uh, going on the road, laying three uh, to beat the Gators. Listen, when we get the, these week zeros and week ones, we get these ridiculous spreads. USC's laying 32 and a half uh, against Rice, Alabama. I, one one book I saw it was 41. You know, it, it's in the 30s over at MGM. Oklahoma's laying 30 and a half against UTEP. Any, you see any upsets this weekend? You see anybody that's going to fall on their face that's going to make us go, wow, they weren't that good? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, of course. Uh, week one's always shocking with the lines and then also the outcomes because nobody really has seen these guys at all. And uh, if you're more an NFL person, then some of these high lines are probably eye-popping because, you know, in the NFL, it's basically been touchdown in the Vegas spread. So, yeah, you, got, you see some large, large numbers. But in terms of upsets, um, you know, Utah is definitely on upset watch. I just got done saying how they're my playoff team. I'm just hoping that they're not knocked out by the time that the Florida kids are singing Tom Petty in the fourth quarter. I, you know, that's a really tough test uh, in the swamp against a top-ten recruiter a new staff, everything. So uh, they're on upset alert. I'm not, I'm not calling for it there. Uh, some straight-up upsets that I do see, I like Illinois over Indiana. I like what Illinois showed in week one, and Indiana really scored poorly in all my, all my metrics last year. A couple questionable coordinator hires, too. So I like Illinois straight up there in the Big Ten. Um, I went with Boise State over Oregon State uh, in a Mountain West Pac-12 matchup. Um, trying to think here on other upsets, but – no, there's, they, they come out of the woodwork when you least expect it. I'm also considering to look at Florida State LSU. I haven't pulled the trigger on that one, but um, Florida State really established a run game in the opener, albeit an FCS team. They have three really good backs, and their offensive line and defensive line look strong. So against a thin LSU roster, that could be potential there. Brett, I want to get your, your final Heisman thoughts before this really kicks off because the numbers will move significantly, right? Someone's going to burst on the scene this week. Their number will fly up. Someone near the top maybe will have a tough first week, and they'll fall a little bit back. So this is the week if you want to get the value on those guys that we're not talking about yet. I mean, one I brought up on the show, I'm curious your perspective on him and anyone uh, you think that it might be a long shot. I brought up Anthony Richardson. You brought up that Florida team. I, I think he could pop this year, the quarterback down there, Give us a long shot. Maybe someone we're not talking about, you know, beyond the C.J. Strouds and the Bryce Youngs that you think could uh, put themselves in the Heisman conversation, you know, before the season ends. Yeah, well, that's a good name there with Richardson. I mean, he's a highlight real package waiting to happen. He could score from anywhere on the field, 80-yard runs, everything. But, yeah, I'll give you two. Uh, I really like Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, uh, running back, transferred in from Georgia Tech. Uh, this is classic Nick Saban just harnessing the modern game. You know, every every new lever, he pulls it. Uh, he brings in an All-American caliber running back. Gibbs at Georgia Tech last year had seven straight games with a, with a highlight 50-plus yard play. So uh, it, on a team that already has Bryce Young, a defending winner, if you're looking for a different offensive player, it, it could be Gibbs. 
Um, and then another one I like uh, in terms of stats alone would be Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Uh, this is a team with Tennessee. Their offense is the highest pace in America, three snaps per minute when they have the ball. Um, and, uh, and, and he put up a lot of numbers last year, nine starters back around him, and I think they're going to do the same. It's just a matter really with the highs, but unfortunately is, is the team contending into November. So they're going to need some help. They're going to need the defense to step up on their side, on the other side of the ball and keep them in contention. But uh, stats-wise, you got to look at him, even Malik Cunningham, Louisville. Yeah, that, that's always some good stuff. And and, and I always look at the de- the defensive side of the ball. The kid from Alabama could be the best player in the in the nation. You know, almost we almost seem, seem to forget about him as well, right? Yeah, Will Anderson, he, he really had the platform last year. It's almost like you need two good years to be a defending a, a defender to make it to New York, and he already has the – he's laid the groundwork. Another name would be Jalen Carter from Georgia uh, off of a defense that sent all these guys to the first round. I think an NFL record for draft picks there. Uh, a lot of scouts are saying he was the best guy. So look for a future first round pick or number one overall in, in Carter there. So, and, uh, and that those two are both going to be on title contending teams too, which helps. So yeah, Anderson Carter, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I would love to see a defender break through like that. Brent, let me get your thoughts on the big high profile games for Saturday, big numbers, uh, Oregon against Georgia, Dan Lanning now going against the team that he coached, including Jalen Carter last year with the defense there at Georgia. That's almost like a home game being played in Atlanta for Georgia. Uh, despite it being a neutral site game, it's really a ho- almost a home game for Georgia. And then of course, you know, you got Ryan day and, and hosting Notre Dame, Ohio state, Notre Dame, gigantic number in that one. Do you see either of those games being competitive, maybe worth jumping on the points? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, anytime you see Notre Dame and Ohio State, two of the biggest brands, not only in the Midwest, but in, in America, facing off. I mean, that'll be probably the most watched game of the season, the regular season, I, I'd imagine. So uh, that's going to be electric. You have Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman returning to his alma mater. He was a great linebacker for the Buckeyes. Uh, mostly a, a, the same staff around him that Brian Kelly had, but a new face of quarterback with Tyler Buckner. Normally at Notre Dame, you have the pocket passer types, but this guy is electric with the ball. He's a dual threat out of Southern California. So. Um, exciting there. I think Notre Dame, a 17 and a half points is a lot of points. And uh, Notre Dame's got the same makeup uh, roster-wise of the two teams that gave Ohio State fits last year, uh, Michigan and Oregon, specifically the big offensive lines and power run games. So the question will be how quickly has, uh, has the defense, Jim Knowles, turned around Ohio State's defense, um, especially in the trenches against the run game. Because if, if it's how it was last year and no progress has been made, then Notre Dame could even win it outright. So I, I like Notre Dame with 17 and a half. That's a lot of points. And Oregon, Georgia, I mean, obviously we've got, we've got, you know, it, it's the home game that like we talked about, you know, and it's a Saturday, so they'll be able to serve the, the Chick-fil-A, as, as I always like to say down there at, at Mercedes-Benz. Uh, any, anything to Dan Lanning, he knows, he knows Georgia, he knows their, their personnel. 17 and a half, is that doable for Oregon to cover that? Yeah, again, another huge number. Um, now, with Oregon, though, you're caught in a, another coaching transition, you know, just like Notre Dame is. Uh, but Mario Cristobal leaves behind a pretty stout roster. This is not an empty cupboard. Uh, the offensive line graded out as one of the best in the country last year, my numbers. Uh, I think it's four starters are back, a lot of them blue chippers. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll handle them on that side of the ball. And uh, you have a four-year starter, three-year starter, I should say, with Bo Nix from Auburn, who's familiar with Georgia. Unfortunately, he drew the straw of having to face Georgia four times in his career. Um, but yeah, again, a huge number. Uh, you have a young defense uh, with Georgia. You know, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Georgia, though. I think that they're such a superpower program. They've just distanced themselves 
the number one recruiters, and uh, not to contradict myself, but with that young defense, that, you know, when you watch Georgia, when you look at their snap counts, they rotated so well on defense last year that although they're not quote unquote returning starters, they're experienced dudes and they're next year's first round picks. So uh, I like Georgia to cover uh, despite the intel that Lanning may have. Great stuff, Brett. You know, we appreciate hopping on and we'll be checking out all your work. Pick six previews magazine, pick six previews.com. Brett, thanks for hopping on and uh, enjoy the first day, first weekend, full weekend of college football. Great stuff from uh, Brett there. Uh, listen, this is real now. Like last week was just the appetizer. I mean, that was just like a few games. We got to fade Scott Frost. This is, this is the real thing. So many good games and, and, and really good matchups. This weekend, we'll hit more of them. Our picks coming up for tonight's games. And next, we'll go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.